Hello, listeners. Welcome to the Labor Know Your Rights podcast, brought to you by the National League of Justice and Security Professionals, where the members come first. They can be found at www.nljsp.us. Hello, listeners. I'm happy to announce that we now have a toll-free number for our listeners to leave a comment or a question. Please dial one 855 625 8610. If you are outside of the U.S., Canada, or Caribbean, or if you want to make your recording using a voice recorder, please visit www.lifeonrecord.com slash podcast slash question mark EID equals E43B98. You can also visit the show notes to get the link there or our website and follow the link there. Do you know somebody that has a birthday, anniversary, or any other special occasion coming up? A great way to give them a wonderful gift is a meaningful audio keepsake of phoned in stories, memories, and well wishes from family and friends telling the recipient why they are so special. For more information, visit lifeonrecord.com. Great way to get a toll-free number so any of your friends and family can call in and leave these messages and you can get it recorded onto a keepsake for the person you're giving this to. Hello, listeners. I'm glad you're here. I know this has been a delayed episode for the holidays and everything, but I want to wish you a Merry Christmas. We're going to do a short episode this time because we're all busy with the holidays and getting ready for them. Today, we're going to discuss globalization and cross-border labor solidarity in the Americas. First, we're going to describe the typical textile workers, South America, their living conditions and everything. Every single day, tens of thousands of people pour into clothing factories all over Central America. These workers, teenagers, sisters, brothers, mothers, fathers, grandparents, students, musicians, artists, and activists, often live in cramped makeshift homes with corrugated tin roofs, dirt floors, and little running water or electricity. They usually wake up before sunrise, get dressed quickly, and climb aboard an old, overcrowded, smoke-spewing yellow school bus. They know they must arrive on time, so many skip eating breakfast. Punctuality is crucial, being one minute late, can cause a worker one day's pay. They are typically well-fortified, steel gates, security cameras, and barbed wire are commonplace in these factories. Armed guards search all workers and inspect their plastic identification cards before they enter the factory. Once inside, the noise can be deafening and the heat intolerable. Dust and lint fill the air. Safety equipment is rarely provided. Bathroom breaks are usually timed and regulated. Overtime, mandatory, and work pace relentless. Work shifts often range between 10 and 12 hours, but they can last as long as 14 or 16 hours. Wages, however, depending on the country, 
is around 50 cents an hour. Health care and sick pay, vacation time, and other related benefits are virtually non-existent. When dealing with organizing across the southern border becomes difficult because they have different laws and have different policies on organizing. And they have been very effective at keeping their citizens from organizing. Part of the problem is when a union tries to organize across the border, they run into the difficulties with the state and with the companies. And so the theory that I've been reading on is that we need to use what they call a boomerang. That is done by bringing in different aspects than what we would regularly use in using. And it can vary depending on the situation. So, say the union tries to go to the government, but they have no leverage with that government. So that doesn't work. So they go to the company, and they have no leverage with the company, so that doesn't work. So what one can do is go to the United States government, use them and other unions and non-governmental organizations that speak out against things like sweatshops. And they go to the U.S. government, too, and the government, because of trade pressures, have leverage against the government. They can affect change in policies and laws and force the government to recognize a union and force the government to force the company to negotiate, to recognize the union and negotiate with them. There's other ways of affecting a government or a company based on the same effect. If you have a major company in the United States that has spoken out against sweatshops but are using them, you can do a publicity campaign to inform the consumers of that they are using sweatshops, even though they may say they are not. And that can affect, have a boomerang effect on the company that's providing the product to the company in the United States because they can pull uh, their contracts and say, we're no longer going to buy your products for our line, say shirts. That can affect the foreign companies' profit level, and therefore they may recognize the union eventually. There's also one other major step that has been created in globalizing across the borders, and that is independent monitoring. Independent monitoring was developed to address the weaknesses associated with private monitoring. It proposes that NGOs within developing countries conduct regular inspections of government factories to determine whether or not they are following corporate codes of conduct. These human rights, labor, and religious organizations generally have more experience working with labor rights issues than private monitors do. They also are more familiar with the country's social, cultural, economic, and political context, making them more sensitive about how certain 
nuances can affect the inspection process. These groups understand, for instance, that conversations with workers regarding labor rights violations or unionization must take place outside the earshot of supervisor. Workers will not usually speak freely until they feel that their jobs and lives are here. These reasons combined with the fact that corporations do not finance such NGOs make independent monitoring a more open, transparent, potentially effective strategy for combating sweatshops than private monitoring. Part of the problem with independent monitoring is that these non-governmental organizations have limited funds and can only monitor so many factories with the resources they have. Another problem is as things improve, these organizations tend to cut back on their resources for a particular factory because of the improvement and often pull out and then the workers are left high and dry with no support. To have a very effective campaign, we need to have a comprehensive campaign with workers, labor unions, and NGOs. These campaigns usually target one transnational corporation for specific reasons such as firing unionized workers, paying substandard wages, or hiring permanent replacement workers. Comprehensive campaigns often rely on militant rank-and-file activism, community labor coalitions, global labor solidarity, and extensive strategic research. This latter process focuses on mapping the intricate and sometimes unsavory ties between the targeted company and other corporations and government agencies. Through this creative methodology, unions can obtain damaging information that activists may disseminate through leaflets, rallies, demonstrations, teach-ins, videos, and websites. These tactics can undermine the target's public image or weaken its links with key customers, putting pressure on it to accept the campaign's demand. The main thing about using these campaigns is that every part of the campaign must be united, reaching for the same goals. If you have NGOs that are just demanding individual monitoring, that doesn't work because they can improve the worksite conditions, but they rarely are able to improve the benefit packages such as wages, overtime, time off, things like that. And if you have a union that doesn't work well with these NGOs and the individual monitoring, you get the wages, but you don't get the work conditions. So if a union is going to engage in this type of campaign, they must sit down with these other entities and decide and make a commitment to work together for a determined set of goals. Well, like I said, I wanted to make this just a short one so that 
we could all enjoy getting ready for the holidays and the holidays itself. I appreciate you, the listener. Please remember, we do have a toll-free number where you can leave a message. And enjoy the holidays. Thank you, listeners. I appreciate the time it takes to listen to these. Please share this podcast with your friends, family, and anyone that you know that's in a union or is interested in becoming a member of a union. We can be reached at www.laborknowyourrights.com, all one word. Also on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter. You can also reach us at laborknowyourrights@gmail.com. at gmail.com. Any suggestions on future episodes, questions, ideas, or just you want to say hi or thank you, feel free to contact us there. And to wrap this one up, I'd like to thank our sponsor, the National League of Justice and Security Professionals, where the members come first. <music>